Welcome to the Step Change Podcast with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. My podcast is established to help you with your thoughts in the development of your business. And this Step Change Podcast is entitled The Entrepreneur's Journey. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by two people, actually, um, Kelly Peters and Regina Lally of Data Basics, who are here to join me to share their journey, where we'll explore why they started the business, what they've learned, the highs, and maybe some of the lows. So welcome, Kelly. Welcome, Regina. Hello. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for joining me. Um, I know you've got your, your own podcast, so I've got a little bit of an example to, hit, to, to do. What, what's the name of your podcast again, by the way? It's the Data Rockstars Coffee Podcast. Yeah, and I recommend uh, looking that up on a, each Monday morning. It, uh, it keeps me vibrant on a Monday morning whilst I'm doing some <laughs> prep. So, uh, but, but first of all, one of, us t- one of you, tell me a little bit more about uh, Data Basics and uh, the business. Oh, so this is where Regina and I look at each other to be like, who talks first? Um, so databases really was born of, of Regina and I realizing that we needed a we needed a step change from our career, uh, and we wanted to have a little bit more control. Um, and we, I think it was just a random thought, like a lot of things. Is this sounds like a good idea, Regina? We talked. To be fair, we talked about it for years, um, but we were just like, we want to do this. What are we really passionate? Um, about and you know data data protection and uh yeah in terms of the actual the name Regina came up with a name of it whilst she was in a car journey I think you were on the M1 I was in the days when we could travel to meetings I was driving up uh, at the M1 for some meeting that I had I think it was in Leeds and we've been talking about what we can name the business and I was going through it all in my head and then suddenly this whole thing of like the basics of data play on database and I was like data basics I literally spent the entire car journey till I stopped at the service going data basics data basics data basics don't forget don't forget it so so, yeah it's been um it's been the sort of a a bit of a shift in where we started with a focus on supporting people with the idea of managing their data better as a bit of an abstract concept I think to most people we were sort of very embroiled in that within our previous uh positions within the, the NHS and looking at quality of data and um, moving people away from Excel spreadsheets, which we may come on to in a, in a little while. Um, and that then really shifted with the introduction of GDPR to building on our information governance, understanding and that practical use of data and protecting it. Um, and we've translated that into an offering for businesses that, that builds on our experience, working with patient confidential data, but making sure that those principles translate across in a way that's practical and not too burdensome for the business to to be able to use data in a way that they should be able to feeling confident that they're not going to break the law doing so mm, excellent i love the i love that you've used the word practical it's something that always resonates with me you know i've used your services with a, a couple of people that i was employed by and uh, it's always been practical it's, and i think it's so important because it, it just converts that what i can convert as legal jargon into something practical that i can apply in my business so why why did you become business owners entrepreneurs what you know what 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 was that sort of spark speaking diplomatically let's say do that we'd um we'd worked together since the early 2000s in a a small niche part of the nhs that was working as a sort of a consultancy to other parts of the nhs um working with with data data quality and and engaging stakeholders in why it was important um and we'd had quite a lot of support and engagement and autonomy within that that organization to develop good ideas new initiatives 
Um, and then there was a shift in shift in structures, and we were moved into a, a bigger organisation that was part of the civil service, and there was a, a very different culture. And we'd we'd got to a point, I think, in our both of us in our careers where we were really feeling like we wanted to do something different. Mm. And as always, I think it was Kelly's crazy idea. Of course. To, <laughs> that that potentially we could take the expertise that we'd both gathered and have an offering that would work within the private sector. And and originally we wanted to to go back into the NHS and support from external. An external position but that's just never never really happened and it hasn't turned out the way we planned but um it was I think a desire to have that autonomy that we'd experienced within that smaller part of the NHS back from being part of a bigger organization where we didn't feel like we had as much control over our decision making and what we wanted to do and so Mm. there was a, a it coincided with the spark of an idea it's like let's see if we can we can do this Brilliant. And uh, Kelly Regina says that uh, you had a you know a crazy idea. Can can you remember where you were that moment where you both decided we're going to do this? We're going to actually we're going to take that plunge. Um, I know exactly where we were when we made the crazy decision. We were sitting in a lounge with my mum because <laughs> I needed my mum there to make a decision about this. Um, and the the conversation was: Is this something we really want to do? it's going to be a crazy idea it's going to be very different <clears throat> so yeah it was a lounge me holding my mum's hand like is this the right thing to do mum <laughs> and awesome. um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah for me that that's I can't I don't know when it was I think it was like October probably about eight years ago uh, now yeah it, would have been, it was 2013 and I think we were discussing the realities of what it'd be like to run your own business yeah. um because I think it was Wait, it was probably about six months before that that I was on a plane. I was going, I think I was flying to Scotland uh, for work, uh, and the idea was like, I don't understand why we can't. Actually, I think my reaction was to something we could do this better than someone else is telling me they can do it. We could, we've got a good idea. Um, I've got confidence that we could deliver it much better, and I'm not going to sell our souls to someone else. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that, and I can actually envisage that that picture that you've just painted about the, about the living room because that's so important. It was great that two friends came together for yeah. with a business idea, but also you had you know your, your mum there, and it's so important, isn't it, to have those those people support us? It's fantastic. Sure. Um, so once you had decided to start, can you remember some of the first things that you did that may be helpful for other people listening to the podcast today? That actually these are probably the initial first steps that that we took. I think we were we were very fortunate in the uh, we were guided um, with uh, with a, 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 another business partner and uh, our company secretary to really make sure we had the governance of the business set up uh, in place. So not only were we registered with him with the company's house, but we had we'd set up board meetings. We've always had a board meeting uh, mm-hmm. since the very beginning. So we've always had someone to be accountable to for our, what are we winning? Uh, what's our finances looking like? So that kind of structure and having our CRM system we've had a CRM system since the very early days of of a business because they were the processes so I think having 
and we've evolved since then but those basic processes of where are you financially always having your your uh, profit and loss your balance sheet you know your forward planning uh, and reporting to to a board meeting and having those board meetings documented um even though some of those were in a living room in our early days has always been good so that our company secretary has always been a kind of a trusted friend that we can seek out advice for and he has been invaluable uh, to us from the from the very beginning and I think the other thing that we always worked on almost straight away between the three of us as it was then was um, having a at least a, a one page <coughs> one page strategy uh-huh. with um, sort of a golden thread running through That's it right, the golden thread. what we um, what our overall business objectives were what were our values and then how are we going to set about achieving those um and that was really helpful because it didn't need to be overly complex it didn't need to be lengthy but it made sure that we were all on the same page as we figured out what our service offering was going to be why would people buy from us and who we were going to take that to mm, fantastic and that, and that probably probably explains why you're so aligned as a as a as a as a, as a, a team if you like is that you have that that running through you through you and I, and I love I love that tip that you shared about governance because I think it's sometimes one of the last things that's uh, on a startups list you know it's, it's, it's essentially to come and frighten them later so what's been the what's been the biggest challenge then for you in terms of running your business to date is it seven years now did you say seven years since we set it up seven and a half years and I've been working six years full-time you've just hit probably the six-year mark as well yeah no I did yeah we had a bit so, of an overlap where our previous organisation were really accommodating and giving us some flexibility and reducing our hours so we could kind of mitigate mm-hmm. the risk of going off a, a financial cliff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's certainly a migration, is it, from corporate into mm. into your own business if you've got a, somebody who can offer you flexible work and all that sort of understanding. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, and certainly public sector as well. That's a, it's a massive, massive shift away from that security. Yeah. Um, I think some of the there's been a number of challenges over the years, but certainly I think COVID is was an unprecedented challenge that yeah we've just not seen the likes of that before and knowing how to respond and react yeah it's been and, difficult and I think for me before COVID and I absolutely echo that we are we were ex public sector we you don't get trained on how to do a fifteen second pitch to somebody you know you go into a meeting you've already won the work you've got a contract you know you've got three years to deliver it um it's not the same so that kind of getting out of that public sector mindset and getting into the I need to move into a room and introduce and be very clear about who I am what the business is what my offer is going to be and realize that that gets refined over time and you know really getting used to putting that sales pitch together it was was a real shift um Mm. for us I think because we've never done anything like that before we'd never had any training um on that and we invested in that quite early on because we realized that was a massive gap um in us so I think the the challenge is know what you're not good at (laughs) and where can you find help Mm. to 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 plug that gap Mm. brilliant and yeah we were talking off air before uh, coming onto the podcast and uh, 
you know the, the work that you guys have done during uh, during lockdown and, and the, the catalog that you now have uh, blending your services and products is fantastic and i encourage anybody who's listening to to check out that uh, that catalog that's available on data basics website um, so we talked about the biggest challenges that you faced and uh, yeah, I, I guess COVID was a big challenge and for many business owners, you weren't alone. It was probably the biggest challenge for most people. But what's been the best moment of uh, being an entrepreneur? I think for me, it was probably when we won the Small Business of the Year Award. That was nice. At, um, for the South and the yeah. Uh, council at those awards and I think that came off the back of a really hard year of working really really hard because it was the year that GDPR was introduced so it was May 2018 and we managed to have a really good celebration in the middle of the craziest month um, of delivery as people were working towards that deadline and just that moment of recognizing that what we'd built up to that point was 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 good and that that we got that award was um was brilliant for us and and for the team that supported us getting there mm. now i remember seeing you at those awards actually and you were you were gl- glowing with pride uh, um, and certainly well deserved yeah kelly did you did you have a, a moment that you reflect on in terms of being your best moment as an entrepreneur um i definitely echo regina's i i would also say that the moment where we took on our first intern was probably the most scariest thing that we've ever done and it's not just me and regina we're paying anymore actually we have to pay for an, another member of so and then to take on a, a, a full-time intern from march last year just before covid i think was an exciting opportunity but also probably one of the most terrifying things which so i was really proud that we'd done that but also kind of like Oh wow, this is this is really going to uh, be a challenge for us. But I was I was incredibly proud that we we made that bold decision. Brilliant, and certainly certainly taking on your first employees um, uh, is is a step change, isn't it, from that business for you know necessary financial, but also the mindset that you reference. So, yeah. Yeah. What about tips then? Do you do you have a tip for other entrepreneurs that you'd like to share? For me, I'd say if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it needs to be something you're really passionate about. One of the things I struggled with before we set up databasics was the why why do I get up every morning to do, to do a job I really love, but I'm not necessarily passionate about um, the organization that I work for. And that's what really helped make the decision to move in to data and data protection because it's something that has always excited me. So I do something that you're really passionate about because when it comes really hard and you have to make some really tough decisions, it will be that passion that will um, take you forward. And my other tip is if you get the opportunity to work with someone that you trust implicitly, and I'm very fortunate to work with Regina, that um, do that. It's it, it's a shared burden, <laughs> which I, I, I respect every day. So that's my two tips. Okay, excellent. Regina, do you have a tip? Yeah, I think for me, it's probably be, be bold and keep the belief. And I think there's a couple of times in the last seven years where we could have made different decisions and potentially they might have been easier ones to make. Um, But I think both of us have taken bold decisions at the right point where we needed to that's resulted in the business being where it is today. And I think that comes from a fundamental belief that 
we will make this business successful. And I think you will have doubts and you have times where you'll doubt yourself. Um, but just either get a Kelly or somebody that you trust implicitly to remind you <laughs> and that you there as well at the points that you are doubting yourself that actually know we have that belief in each other or have trusted friends outside of your business that, that will play that role for you because um that you know we have a little sort of hashtag believe and it's like we do believe that data basics will be successful and what we want it to be and that's what we have to keep the focus on in the tough times and I think that's what's kept us going this last year where it's been immensely tough at some points um but we've taken those decisions and I think we've come through it and hopefully coming out the other side now fantastic i love the i love the relationship you you've both got so is there is there anything specifically that fuels your motivation you know you, you've talked talked about touched on it some of it there but is there anything specific that fuels your motivation i would like everyone to be passionate about data to be honest <laughs> because it drives the world you know in terms of all of our decisions are based on data you may not believe it but it really is and i just i would i really want people to love data as much as i do and that's a utopia i know that but that's what drives me but if i a good conversation for me is when someone a client of ours says kelly that training was much better than i was expecting it to be you it was much more fun uh you know you really made it practical that to me i've done my job well if i've conveyed a subject that most people feel is dull and boring and they've got a level of excitement out of that that's a that's a job well done i definitely that for sure and i think it's putting power back in your own hands both as an individual and wherever you work within your business if you've got an understanding of your own data how you keep it safe then that will make you more empowered as an individual because you'll be able to make actually informed choices and know where to look and understand where the risk is and I think everybody needs that going forward and I think I get so frustrated by fake news and information on the internet and I think there's an inherent need to actually make sure people are questioning the source of what they read, who it's come from, what's the angle, is it true, and not take everything at face value. And for me, that's linked inherently to what to what we do. And I think that bit of education, anything we can put out there that helps move that forward is a, is a good thing. Mm. And we haven't got time on the podcast to explore your fake competition passion. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That I would, is so true. I would, I would encourage anybody that is interested in what Regina says about uh, fake competitions and and actually what Kelly thinks about Excel spreadsheets is to tune into their podcast and uh, and hear a little bit more. Um, now we, I'm really excited to to see what you guys are going to do in the future. I think you've um, got a great product range, a great service range. But what do you think that the next year holds for you? Because you're certainly starting to work with some larger businesses now, aren't you? Yep, and that's that's really exciting for us I think some of the work that we've done in the past year you know we took time during definitely the first lockdown to really focus on what we wanted the business to look like and um, develop products and offerings that um, we'd wanted to do for a while but you know with the the constant delivery finding the time it is difficult um, so I think for us we've got a really good platform now for growth and I think that's really what we want to to move towards is you know Built, bringing in more people for the databasics team to support Kelly and me in delivery, to continue the excellent marketing that both Julia and Neil um, deliver for us. And, you know, I think we've always talked about databasics towers and, you know, 
I really want it to be something that's recognized as, as a fun brand that makes data protection and other data related information understandable, um, easy to access and something that people can engage with and have fun as well as learning. Yeah, and I certainly uh, certainly encourage the, the listeners to, to, to check out uh, your website. Uh, so on that note, how do people find out more about uh, you, databasics, the business? Wow. So there are many ways that you can do that. So you can go to our website, uh, dbxuk.com. Uh, we're on various uh, uh, pl- podcast platforms, which are Google, iTunes and Amazon. Spotify and Spotify. And yeah, we're on them all. <laughs> so listen to our podcast on any of those. Uh, we're obviously on the social media channels. We have an Instagram account, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So if you just look at DBX UK, you should be able to find us on, on most of the uh, social media. And on LinkedIn, it's DB, Databasics um, UK, I think. UK Limited. Yeah, so we're, we're social media, podcasts, and our website. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Regina. Thanks for both joining me for sharing your entrepreneur's journey and sharing some tips, sharing some thoughts, sharing some highs, sharing some lows. Uh, I've been really useful um, for the listeners, hopefully, and um, I've really enjoyed the conversations. Thanks for joining me. So thank you for listening to my latest Step Change podcast. As always, I hope you found the content interesting, thought-provoking and useful in the development of your own business. So please do subscribe to my podcast. And when I release my next episode, you'll be one of the first to know.